Carl here from Games, Brains and Headbanging Life, and it's my pleasure to introduce an interview we conducted with the alternative rock four-piece Donnie Jepp, whose brand new EP Smile, It Might Never Happen, is due for release on February 26, 2021 via Favour and Brave Records. The EP explores the subjects of mental health, friendship and letting go of the negatives in your life and living in the moment. Please sit back and enjoy the interview. But gents, thanks for taking the time to speak with me. First things first, then, it's the elephant in the room. Can't start any interview without it. Individually, starting with um, yourself, Rowan, how have you been holding up over the last 12 months now that we live in the COVID times? Uh, pretty good, actually. Um, like I said, I'm fortunate enough to be able to work from home, so it's not really had too much of an impact um and also with regards to the bands like we're all fortunate enough to be able to own equipment where we can record everything that we need to um as you could probably see in the background <laughs> there's my drum kit <laughs> so yeah I can literally record into a laptop and then we can all sort of have our input that way um and where I live as well is sort of nice enough walks and stuff so I can get out so it's yeah, it sucks not being able to meet up with everyone, but I think mm. they're quite lucky in our position as well. Cool. Yourself, Pete? Yeah, so my day job is in retail. So, you know, work has been all right, if not, you know, massively, massively busy. Mm. Um, other than that, I, uh, yeah, I've, I've coped fine, really. I, I never really was one to be out and about all the time, so... I've been training for this for like the last 35 years of my life, you know. <laughs> well, so, you yeah, are, yeah, it's all good. Well, you are one of the unsung heroes of this period, retail, you know, the, <laughs> yeah, forgotten, the, forgotten, um, the forgotten lot almost. Yeah. <laughs> and what about you, Stuart? How have you been coping? Um, a lot of crying and drinking. Oh, okay. <laughs> yeah. I mean, much like a lot of people, yeah. Um, nah, you know, you kind of just got to make the best of it, um, which we have been doing with mm. recording and writing and stuff. Because, mm. um, I mean, we could have sat around for a year kind of moping about um, and we wouldn't be any further along. But we were like, cool, let's try and make the most of this and do as much, you know, I hate, I hate saying the word behind the scenes, but um, doing as much as possible, not in front of the scenes. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Um, and coming back to you, Rowan, then, has it always been easy to stay in this positive mindset that you, if you have, that you suggest you've been in? And what if, what, if anything, has kind of helped you keep focus? Um, I mean, as Stu probably knows, I'm quite a positive person. Uh, <laughs> um, it, yeah, it's, it's, I've always sort of had quite a positive mindset, to be honest. Um, like going back with like previous bands and stuff, there's... I don't know, there's a lot of doubt with certain things, but I'd always be there, be like, yeah, like find the best, <laughs> um, <laughs> the best of an outcome sort of thing. Um, and what was the other part of the question, sorry? Well, what if anything has helped you stay in that mindset? Um, I'm not really too sure. I think it's just finding the right balance of everything and then also having like people to support you when needed as well. Like we're, like I said, we do the Zoom calls. Um, we try and do them weekly, which like really helps keep the band going. And then obviously you can Zoom call with your friends still. So I think it's making sure you still have that connection with people that really helps. Mm. And also 
like Pete was saying, how he was um, training all his life for not going outside. Rowan's been training all his life to be a really positive person. <laughs> yeah. Painfully optimistic. <laughs> well, that's amazing. Which is a nice trait. Anyway. Yeah. Um, well, you carry on then, Stuart. What about you? Um, I mean, pretty much the same as the first answer. A lot of crying and drinking. <laughs> and, what did you think and, of choice then? Uh... I mean, I, I go everything really. I, li I like a good bit of whiskey. I drink a lot of wine and beer. Um, I'm not a massive cider guy, so I would say probably beer is like a, a staple of my weekly diet. Um, and that has only got worse, the fact that I'm stuck inside um, with people. I like the people I live with, don't get me wrong. Um, <laughs> it's just we don't have a very yeah we don't have a very big house so it's like you know you can hear you can hear people sneezing from three floors yeah, away scratching their ass yeah 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 no, I get that you used to be able to at least get out occasionally if you needed that break and now you can't yeah 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 I mean I work outside I'm a window cleaner um, so like I've not really been working the last few days because of the snow yeah so. I'm of still course. stuck inside, um, crying and drinking. <laughs> All right, Pete, what about you? Uh, well, yeah, so whiskey has become my favourite drink of choice uh, <laughs> since all this. Used to be cider or, you know, just something a bit plainer than that. But, yeah, whiskey is definitely... I don't, th I don't think that was the question. It, it's, it's highlighted whatever yeah. that bottle is, <laughs> that bottle over your and, shoulder. Uh, yeah, songwriting. <laughs> Yeah. But um yeah, oh, I mean has... yeah, yeah, this bad boy. Got got this today, trying it out. Very nice. Very nice. Okay, yeah. okay. Um but yeah, songwriting has, has you know been the main kind of crutch for me really, because I love writing lyrics and stuff like that, even if there's not music to it, you know, it's mm. almost like I don't know, writing a poem or something, isn't it? So if something's getting you down on one day or whatever. Like, you know, I've had enough of tearing up cardboard at work or whatever. <laughs> I write about it, you know. <laughs> when you do but that, yeah, then, yeah. So songwriting. So when you do Sorry? that, then, do you, um, is it a matter of, okay, or well, like say, you've expressed yourself in some lyrical form. Do you put it to the side, effectively put it in a folder and think, well, hey, in a couple of years time, I might come back to that and we might have some music to go with it. That kind of thing. Well, yeah, I have got a notepad for like over years and years, like in different bands and stuff like that. If I've got, a line in my head that I think, mm. oh, that's kind of nice sounding or whatever. I do jot it down. A lot of the time, I, I never actually end up going back to it. But, you know, there have been things in the past where I think, oh, that might work in this song now, so we try it. Um, mm. It normally does get adapted and changed, though. Even if, you know, we go in with the idea that I've got, it might not be the same by the end of it. Yeah. But it was, it was still the thing that helped kind of accelerate the the you know the end result well, so. that's cool. well obviously i mean many if not all bands have been affected by the restrictions that have been placed worldwide since last year however you guys man you barely got moving before everything ground to a halt <laughs> who wants to effectively describe what that situation was like for you and did it kind of Dare I say, uh, grounding to a halt so suddenly, did it make you go, okay, maybe this isn't supposed to be? I'll take this on if you guys don't mind. Yeah, go for it. Yeah, cool. Um, 
So this was before Rowan and Wayne joined. I've known Rowan and Wayne for years. We went to uni together. So mm. Pete and I had been writing. So we finished our first album, Lust, which was only out like last July. Yeah. Um, and we had PR all set up for it. We basically paid the PR and then we were told that we were going into a lockdown. So we were like, have we just wasted the money for this PR? But we're like, well, what else are we going to do if we don't, if we don't put this album out and push, we're going to be sat here two years from now or a year from now with an album that's technically out of date from, mm. from how we're writing. Uh, so we were like, you know, we'll just, we've put all the money and effort in now. We'll just put it out and see what happens. And we did a lot of um, kind of promoting of it. I mean, uh, at, at the time we were still kind of a bit, um, is it wet behind the ears? Is that the saying where we were like, just kind of making it up as we go along. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, mm. Since then we've, we're working with quite a lot of like people in our team that know a lot more about it than us and they advise us. Um, but back then, yeah, we were doing it all ourselves. So we were like, oh no, what have we done? Mm. But it was sort of already in motion before we could kind of take it out of motion. Like it had already been sent out to all of the, you know, the, the publicists and stuff. Um, so we were trying to just make the most of it, um, just did as many music videos from home as we could and as much content as we could and, and push the songs out uh, to as many like uh, Spotify playlists as we could, because that's our kind of platform of choice to get our music out. Yeah. Um, and the numbers reflect quite well, obviously, all the hard work we did. And we did manage to do one gig in August, which was yeah. a friend of Pete's has an events company mm. and it was his birthday. So he put on a big thing outside uh, like a stage and like proper sound and stuff and we were the only full band playing because everyone else had done an acoustic um, kind of variant of their normal set but we were like well this is our only gig this year probably we're going to do this properly and we'd been in the practice room since you know since we could get in the, the live show perfected uh, so we were like we might as well make the most of this one show we're going to do and it was really good fun um, it was just a bit disheartening that we were like oh, coming off of that high of the album out and playing that one show and that was sort of all we could do uh, so we just channeled that into writing more music which is why we're putting out an EP so soon after our album okay okay did did you were you concerned at any point that you were obviously unable to capitalize on that debut released it's called lust of course and were you ever thinking as months went by, okay, well, maybe by the end of 2020, we'll be out, able to get out and tour it. We'll be able to get out and tour it and stuff like that. Or was it literally, we're probably going to have to move this one to the back and keep moving forward at the same time? I mean, I don't think we ever really made the decision to move Lust out of the way. Mm. Um, we, I mean, like classic Rowan, we were being very optimistic and we were trying to be as positive as possible. Um, so we had a few tours in the process of being booked as well as this year as well, like February, we were supposed to be doing one and, you know, God knows what it's going to be like in April, but we had, a, we had about six or seven weekenders booked or in the process of being booked throughout the year for touring, which we were going to then kind of cycle the, the set list to play the old album um, and play the newest stuff because it's sort of a blessing and a curse that we're new, that yeah. people will not know any of our songs unless they know who we are. So we can play our old album and people will hear it first, like it was new to them. And we can play our new EP and it's new to them as well. So we can all just mash it together. Um, I mean, partly the good thing about us having so many songs now 
is that we have so much to choose from. We can, in theory, if we want to change the set as often as we like, I'd rather have too many songs to choose from than not enough. Because, um, I mean, previous bands that, I mean, Rowan and I were in a band before this, um, and we didn't have that many songs. So it would be the same set every night. And if we were right. playing locally, that people just, I assume, get bored of hearing the same songs in the same order. Um, so, yeah, I mean, we've always tried to be positive and optimistic about this. Um, and we were kind of going, oh, yeah, maybe at the end of the year. And even this year, I'm saying, oh, maybe at the end of the year we could play some shows. But no one knows. Even the people who say they know don't know. Um, we just kind of play it by ear. As soon as, like the you know, the got a green light to play some shows, we're just going to be asking every favour, pulling in every favour we've ever got to try and get some shows and go around the country, basically. Well, on that front... Sorry, sorry, Ron, go on. I was just going to say, I don't think it really dwindled in it too much. I think it's kind of, it was quite a smooth transition from us sort of booking the shows and then actually going from lockdown, we were just like, you know what, let's just continue writing. And we've just, that's been the main focus, really. We've not really kind of been put off by the whole not being able to play live. Mm. So what was it? Was it literally a, a, dis a, a discussion amongst you as a unit where it was like, well, look, we've got nothing to do. We write. Was that yeah. as it was as simple as that? <laughs> Some of the songs that are on this EP, we had actually um, written almost, you know, so we obviously finished Lust and then sent that all off to get done. And then that didn't come out for a few months. Mm. And in those few months, we were already writing for the next thing. Um, so we got like a home studio, Pete and I, and we do all of the recordings here. And then we send them off to Reese May, who's a very good producer who basically makes us sound much better than we are, um, <laughs> which I guess is the, the job of a producer. Um, but no, I don't, I mean, you know, personally, I think we all did kind of wallow a little bit in self-pity um, being not able to play shows, but I think we kind of were just like, well, what, what, we can't do anything about this. So we just decided this year that to just put, out or do write and put out as many songs as we physically can just to kind of stay in people's faces um there's a lot of bands that aren't doing that or don't have the option to do that so i feel like when we actually come out of this pandemic we're probably going to be you know even a, a little bit further ahead who knows but we've got a an advantage we're kind of taking making the most of a bad situation it's fascinating that you uh, you went down that route because there seems to be an expectation, almost pressure on bands at the moment where it's kind of like, well, you're not doing anything. You're not out live. You best be writing. So the next year or two, everyone should be putting out new music. Um, obviously, that wasn't the case for you guys. I guess that's that's is that does that make for a more relaxing environment where you're not getting that pressure? Um, yeah, I think so. I mean, no one's really no one is really telling us what to do or not i mean we're um so organized in the yeah. sense of we do everything in so far in advance that nothing's ever left to the last minute um because you know we're without you know cliching things we're kind of putting all our eggs in this basket um we really want to succeed so it's like we're we're trying to just plan ahead um we've got a couple of uh, you know a couple of year plan um, and if we can put out as much music as possible, then, you know, we'll, we'll hopefully we'll make an impact on people. Um, it wasn't, we didn't really write because we felt like we had to, or we were obliged to because of the lockdown. It, it was just sort of something we were already doing. 
Mm. I mean, we 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 and I yeah, just very natural for us, wasn't it? Yeah, yeah. So I mean, carrying on. Yeah, yeah. Well, I mean, we would have done this anyway, maybe to not uh, the quantity that we've done if we were out touring. But I've got a laptop we can record on the road if we have come up with an idea, and then we email all of our like we like Dropbox it to our producer. So if we write a good song on the road, as long as it you know is recorded well. We can send that to him and we're not really hindered by that. Um, so, you know, yeah, we, we have written a lot of songs, but we probably would have written a lot of songs even if we were gigging. Fair point. So obviously the EP, Smile It Might Never Happen, out on February 26, 2021. In your individual opinions then, how closely aligned do you think the EP is to Lust, both musically and theme-wise? Who wants to go? Rowan? Sure. Um, I mean, I wasn't involved in Lust because that was before, that was basically all done before I sort of came yeah. aboard sort of thing and joined the band. Mm -hmm. um, but I think it's definitely, our, like, going back to Lust, I definitely think the new material is more aligned with who we are as a band and you can really tell... Um, like the styles developed more mm. um and i think in terms of like just songwriting and musically as well it just sounds like so much better it's more of a true representation i think of who we are um and i think generally it's just better overall as well okay yourself pete yeah so i think um well like rowan says you know when those guys came on board it definitely did um, give a better representation to what our sound is sort of capable of. Mm. Um, you know, when Stuart and I started writing, I can't even remember when it when we actually started writing together because we were in a um, sort of a math core sort of band briefly before that, um, which was interesting. <laughs> and we thought, you know what, we want to do pop music because we like pop music, you know, sort of pop and rock sort of thing. So, um, yeah, I think just as we've been writing and constantly, you know, demoing all these different things, that sound has just developed. And, you know, when Wayne and Rowan come on board, it bettered it even more. Um, yeah, so so that I've kind of gone off track of the, the actual initial question. <laughs> I like to ramble. No worries. Um, it's just really how closely aligned that you think the EP is both uh, with theme wise and music. Oh, and yeah, yeah. So. Theme-wise, I guess, I mean, each track generally has its own kind of vibe. A lot of our tracks do, you know, kind of go around mental health. Mm. So I guess in some ways it is kind of closely aligned in that way, but each track does have its own sort of vibe as well. So, yeah, musically, definitely bettered. And theme-wise, similar-ish. But again, it's just developed. That's cool. What about you, Stuart? Anything to add? Yeah, I mean, I think there is a definite theme with the lyrics because we have written about mental health. We've also written quite a few songs about us hating our jobs. Mm. Um, even, I mean, coming out soon, there's a couple. Uh, and Dreamer on Lust was basically about that. You know, it was like loosely about that. It was sort of about not giving up on your dreams, but kind of thinking, should I give up on my dreams? Um, which, you know, obviously the answer is no. You shouldn't give up on your dreams, kids. Of course. <laughs> um, musically, 
as Rowan was saying, they weren't involved with Lust. I mean, if we're talking about drums specifically, the drums were written by Reese for the first album. Um, so you, you can, they were very practical, if that makes sense. They kind of did exactly what the, drum, the, the drums needed to do for the song. Mm. They weren't very flashy. Whereas Rowan is probably the best drummer I've ever seen play drums. Uh, you can hear his personality come through from with the song. So, I mean, even if you were to go back and listen to some of the songs from last and then listen to the new songs, even if you were just listening at drums, you would hear the progression. It's uh, still got a familiar sound because it's produced the same way. And, you know, it's got that epic kind of like big stadium rock sound. Mm. Um, but that, you know, regarding drums, definitely. And then I'm, I'm one of the guitarists and obviously I wrote the guitars for the first album entirely because Wayne wasn't on board at that point. Yeah. Um, but Wayne is also one of the best guitarists I've ever had the pleasure of working with. So we're very fortunate to have these two people in the band with us now. Um, and some of the stuff he comes up with is really complimentary to some of the stuff I've written. Or if he's come up with a riff, I will work a way around putting that into a song because usually the riffs he writes are amazing. Um, so I think the four of us have sort of like, we've achieved our final form now of a band. <laughs> Um, I mean, I, I write some pretty good riffs as well. So does Pete and so does Rowan, actually. So, you know, we're all just working off each other. It's a, it's, it's a group effort. Um, so, yeah, it, there, is a, there is a connection, just to go back to what the actual question was. There is a connection, but I feel like this stuff is better. Um, and I guess hopefully in years to come, I can listen back to Lust and be absolutely disgusted by it based on <laughs> the stuff we're writing now. Yeah, yeah, that's the goal, right? The goal is always, you're only, well, you're only as good as your last release. That's what they say. Mm. Yeah. Rowan, specifically for you then, as you're the one of the two that joined at a later date, what interested you? What made you go, yep, yeah, you know what? I want to be part of this band. Um... I mean, when Stu asks you, is you just you can't say no. And to be honest, it's <laughs> like what they what they were doing. Like when I first heard uh, the previous release, like when I first heard Lust, I was like, oh, this is like really cool. And I mean, previously it, we were in sort of like a metal band, so it's like quite technical drumming. Um, whereas this is a bit more, a bit more chilled out, a bit more. It's, it's sort of like modern day kind of bring me the horizon sort of thing. It's, it's kind of like really enjoyable. I wouldn't be completely dripping with sweat at the end of a, end of a practice or an end of a gig kind of thing. It's like that kind of nice balance. Um, and musically as well, it's just compared to other bands and the other local bands, um, I definitely think that in terms of like the production and the songwriting is just is on another level I'm, I'm not to like kind of be like big-headed or anything but it's I I am a fan of our own music if that makes sense um and I happy just really enough. enjoy it it's, yeah <laughs> just really enough to it. listen to it yeah yeah <laughs> honestly I do I, I'll, I'll play it on my laptop while I'm working etc so Mm -hmm. um i think if you're a fan of your own music then why wouldn't you kind of want to be part of that you know that's awesome so you did touch upon the what the ep explores subjects of mental health friendship negatives in life and stuff like that 
did the inspiration for all of that stuff come? Does that come internally? So from you guys as a unit, or is it stuff that you witness around you? And that's what helps inspire those, those subjects for you. Uh, I can sort of start on this one, I guess. Yeah. So generally when I'm writing lyrics, it tends to be uh, kind of close to me. So it's something I have experienced, but when I do write, I try to, so I might write something down and then go, well, maybe that's a bit too kind of obvious. Like, right. you know, if I'm saying, I hate you, Richard, or something <laughs> like that, you know, I've got to change it, you know, slightly. So it's not so obvious. <laughs> um, so yeah, I, I just try to make it so that when, an, you know, an outsider is listening to it, a fan is listening to it, they can sort of think, oh, okay, this is, this song's about me or something, you know? So that, that's sort of my, my take on it. I don't know about, about the other guys. Well, when we're, when we're writing lyrics, so just to give you an insight into that. So Pete does a huge portion of the, the, the lyric writing. Mm. Uh, he's gifted in that department. So he'll come in with like a chunk of lyrics and then I'll usually be like, no, that's shit, that's rubbish. No, I'm <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'll, I'll, uh, we veto a few things, but it's all, you know, it's all um, friendly. But there has been a few times where we have sat down uh, with a fresh page and kind of gone, well, what do we want this song to be about? Hmm. Um, and sometimes we're, we've finished the song musically and we're, we're kind of going, oh, you know, we're playing a chorus on repeat and like both writing stuff on our phones and stuff. And then something will, will pop out and then Pete will kind of jump in the booth and we'll like get that down and we'll go, oh, maybe we'll change this word here or this word here. And then we kind of, if it works out so well, but we still don't really know what the song's going to be about, mm. that then helps us form what the rest of the song's going to be about. Or we just make it up to make it fit. That's fair. <laughs> So yeah, it's a. Uh, uh, I, I assume it's very much like a lot of bands do it. Um, there is there is definitely meaning behind the songs, but I don't think it's so obvious that other people can't find their own meanings within it. Well, apart from the last song on our EP, which is called "Get Fucked," so that's pretty obvious. <laughs> I mean that yeah, that's quite on the nose. Um, do you mind either or? So, for example, you know, would you prefer people to be able, fans be able to directly understand the message that you're relaying in the song? Or do you just prefer the idea or enjoy the idea of, as, of people getting their own stories from it, even if it's nothing to do with what you originally wrote? Me personally, I prefer the listener to sort of, you know, kind of make their own... Um, idea of what it's about because uh, if it is a really personal thing to me I don't really want that <laughs> you know to to air my laundry as they say you know um, so so yeah yeah if someone listens to it and you know relates it to a situation that's happened to them in their lives then that's I feel like that's kind of the best result really if it helps them obviously <laughs> mm. yeah I agree I think uh, a good thing that if we can achieve you know when you would you would listen to songs on the radio and you'd sing along to them but you get all the words wrong yeah um because you don't actually know what they are i think we would have achieved something quite great if someone is singing along to our songs with the wrong words but they it makes sense to them that would be quite a nice thing uh, and if people want to know what the song's about they just have to ask us and chances are i'll make up a different story every time <laughs> <laughs> 
So what about reaction to the new music so far? How have you found it? Is it been pretty much positive? It seems to be just the general searching around through the social medias and comments and stuff like that on the single released and uh, so on. It seems like uh, people are digging it. Yeah, I think so. I mean, with uh, I know I keep going back to Lust, but that's my only real reference point for this band. Uh, we did not get negative, not, most of Lust was positive. There was a few that were negative, mm. uh, but only elements of it. But I've not seen any of that so far for this EP. It has all been very, you know, thumbs up. Um, one of the reviews we got recently, I, I keep forgetting what the name of it is, but they gave us nine out of 10. So, I mean, that's pretty good. You can't really do too much better than that, obviously, other than the extra one of having 10 out of 10. But <laughs> I think previously they gave us like a five or six for the lust as well. Oh, really? Yeah. <laughs> okay, so that's a clear, clear progression. You know, our scores are arbitrary, of course, but uh, it's always a good barometer. And uh, even in 2021, we still, you still scroll down and you look for that score. So yeah. well done on that front. Yeah, yeah. I mean, when, when Pete and I first started, we... Basically, one of the things that we wanted in the band, hmm. um, which was like one of the defining factors why we started, is we wanted to write music that was just super catchy. Yeah. Um, where, like, you know, earworm its way in. Um, and while Lust had a lot of them, I feel like the new EP has a lot more hooks and it's a lot more kind of sing-alongable, if that's a word. Yeah. Yeah, we, we definitely struggled to choose the single i think didn't we obviously we couldn't exactly choose get fucked um, Fair. for obvious reasons <laughs> but um but yeah we definitely did think oh this one's like when when each song come comes back from reese we think that's definitely the single and then another one comes we go no actually that that one's got to be the single so that's that's a great problem to have really you know yeah and then looking in was actually one of the first songs that we'd written for yeah. this yeah, yeah. and it had Mm. And it sat on my computer almost for a year and a bit. And we were like, oh, that's probably not going to make the cut. Mm. And we were like, well, we've finished it now. Let's send it off to Reese and see what happens. And he sent it back and we were like, well, that's the first single. Yeah. And it's like, oh, even yeah. we didn't know what was going to be the first single. It's mm. like, it comes back. It's not that we thought it was a bad song. It's just because it was one of the first ones we'd written. We'd heard it so much. It wasn't as fresh or exciting for us until Reese kind of had a go at it. But it's also that when... As we've developed our sound, Reese has kind of developed with us as well because uh. he's got more familiar with how we're writing, so he knows what works for our songs. So it's part part of that as well. That's incredible. And I mean, I guess another major positive problem to have is you guys are very difficult to pigeonhole. Obviously, in rock music, metal, and so okay. on, we love to put our bands in their slots. You've got to write a press release and say something. Yours just says that gorgeous word of alternative, which is the catch-all oh. of everything. That yeah, yeah. <laughs> How do you feel about that? I mean, I, I don't know, alternative. I, oh, I'm just trying to think of an alternative band now on the spot. Mm. Um, I don't know. I, I like to think of us as rock pop. Has to be rock first, you know. Yep. Um, but with pop elements, the alternative thing I see more as, I don't know, a kind of like the poppier side of Coheed and Cambria. Mm. You know? um, obviously, they're, they're very progressive with some of their stuff, but some of their stuff is also very 
poppy so kind of alternative yeah you know that, that's yeah i'm not really the biggest fan of the alternative tag but you know if someone wants to give it that as long as they like the music i couldn't give a shit what they call it you know? <laughs> i sort of i sort of feel like alternative is as broad as rock music like saying alternative is like what does that even mean um pete's mm. right though i think pop rock or rock pop whichever way around you want to say it uh, I mean, we were struggling to work out what we sounded like for a while. When we f- set up the Facebook page, our genre was music, ah, which that classic then Wayne made me change because he was like, that's really confusing. And I was like, well, it is, but I don't know what we would say. And then other than just saying we're a rock band, but then I think some people get the wrong idea of what yeah, a rock band like is. Yeah, we say or something. Yeah, maybe. Like, or, <laughs> and then you say, oh, we're a modern rock band. That sort of works a little bit better. Um, it's just hard. I mean... Again, yeah, people can make up their mind with it. We've had a few people say that we're like uh, Lincoln Park, so that's like emo-y... No, it's not new metal. There we go. Mm. Um, which I don't see as much, but obviously there's probably elements there. You could probably find any element in some of So, yeah. You're kind of stuck in that because it, it, no matter what band you are, people want to draw those parallels. You sound like so-and-so. You are in this genre. <laughs> Considering you've got one debut, one album out, and obviously the EP coming out, I think we've still got plenty of time to find out your sound. Yeah. All we know, the next album could be death metal. Let's wait and see, right? Fingers crossed. <laughs> fingers crossed. <laughs> so, because you are obviously quite a modern band as well, um, so you're well-versed for the modern trappings of being in a band, such as having to get constant content out, and of course, social media, be it Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, Tumblr. Uh, I can't remember what else there is. Um, yeah, I said there's too many of them. So many. <laughs> yeah. How do you find that? Is it something you enjoy doing, or is it just a necessary evil and part and parcel it, of being in a band these days? It, it's so overwhelming mm. um, that you know you've got to. It's difficult to uh, be as active on each platform as the other. I know there's all these kind of things now that, you know, you can upload to one thing and it goes across all of them. Yeah. But I haven't worked out to use one of those yet. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, like I say, there's just, there's just so many of them. Tumblr, I forgot about. So, you know, know, this this fucking TikTok. Yes. We kind of, well, two of us, me and Rome want to be part of that. But we're like, oh, Just what do we post? You know, we we don't we don't want to be we don't want to do can some kind of dance or something. It kind of would I don't know sort of demean the band a little bit in in my in my mm-hmm. eyes. And I don't know. We're yet to work that bit out. Maybe we'll end up on TikTok. I don't know. But um, but yeah. So generally, social media, uh, it, it's a sort of love hate relationship. You know, because obviously you get to connect with your fans which is great and when they sometimes we get messages come through and people saying they love our music and stuff which is really really nice to hear because you know we are nobodies at the moment um but we're obviously doing something right because we're we are getting to people who you know who we never thought we'd be able to reach so Mm. so we're doing something right (laughs) yeah i sort of feel this um social media's ruining music, which is a bold statement, sort of a double-edged sword, because the less you do on one, the more you have to do to, to 
make up for it if you have a week off of facebook or instagram instantly the people who follow you don't see your stuff your your reach drops so you've got to you've got to you know walk the fine line of always being in people's faces but not to the stage where that you annoy them and not doing less so uh more people will see you in in the long run i mean you can have ten thousand people on your facebook page but if only 58 people see your posts because you're not paying Facebook to push it out. It sort of defeats the point. Yeah. Um, on the other hand, it's like, it sort of gives you that little serotonin boost when um, people like click the old like button on some of your songs. Yeah. Or, mm. So it's a necessary evil, unfortunately, but yeah, it has to be constantly maintained. Otherwise you just kind of drop off the face of the planet. There's bands that I was really into like a year or two ago and I like them on, you know, social media platforms and never seen any of their stuff anymore. It's not because they haven't been doing stuff. It's just because I've obviously fallen between the gaps of their reach net or whatever. Mm. Um, so you kind of, yeah, exactly. You've got to just remember who they are. Then you actively search them again and you'll see their stuff for like three or four weeks. And then again, you'll fall off. It's, it's super hard to kind of juggle all of that. Um, and as Pete was saying, there's so many of them. It's it's hard to be consistent throughout um, and to build a fan base. Like mm. you can have a lot of fans on Facebook, but not many on Instagram, or you can have loads on Twitter, but your YouTube views are down. And and you sort of, if you want to impress the right people in the industry, if you know, if you want to sign to a big label or get a manager in, interested, you kind of have to have everything under control before they even come on. And it's like years worth of work to try and manage that. Yeah, um, and we're trying to do that in months rather than years because who has years to waste yeah balancing or or not even balancing cracking cracking the algorithms yeah. of these things and how they work oh, there's word. the problem yeah that word algorithm oh. <laughs> so guys what's going on in the donny jep camp right now uh are you making lots of plans for 2021 or is it simply we're waiting to see what happens as well, much the case. We, we are writing for album three at the moment. Wow. Um, we've got a year packed full of music, got four EPs coming out this year. Um, so, yeah, a year full of music, but, you know, why not keep writing? So, did I, did I hear that correctly? Four <laughs> yeah. EPs you this did. year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which I don't think we've told anyone yet. Our label might be annoyed. Um, but yeah. <laughs> Four. Yeah, yeah, a year full of music um, because we've been locked away, you know, it's, and Stuart and I live together, so pretty much every evening we're like, let's write a song, you know. Um, <laughs> so, so that's sort of still going on. Tonight we're filming a music video, oh, or awesome. part of a music video, um, which is going to be due out in the summer sometime. Um, so, so, yeah, that that's you know exciting so yeah we're just we're, we're so active that's what i love about this band um compared to previous ones we're so active we're always doing stuff mm. be it photography I, I do our photography and our videos I, awesome. I film all of that um so we've always got that sort of stuff going on so yeah like we're lucky in that respect that we haven't got a fork out you know for all, all that sort of content because some bands you know would have to do something and then use it over months and months to you know absolutely milk milk it you know but we can use stuff very kind of nonchalantly really <laughs> that's awesome 
All right, guys, finally, I have to ask this. All bands want to have an attention-grabbing thing, be it a song, a video, go viral in a TikTok video, a title, or a name. Now, normally we would avoid this kind of question because it's like, oh, tell us how you got your name. But let's be honest, your one is going to constantly come up and you're probably going to be answering this question for the next couple of years, I imagine, until uh, everybody yeah, knows. Exactly. <laughs> what on earth is the deal with your name? Who came up with that and why? Stuart, come on. Uh, yeah. Um, so, like 10 years ago, I was writing with one of my old uni mates and we were trying to find band names. And I thought, you know, it's basically a spoonerism where you just replace the letters, um, but we spelled it a little bit differently. Mm. So I had this idea I can't remember where I got the idea from and I must have spent days writing down people's names of famous people and seeing what it looked like swapping them around um and Donny Jepp was the the best one I felt out of the ones I mean I've heard a few um since then that are quite good but I, I feel Donny Jepp is sort of like it's sort of people have to do a double take just to see if we've said it wrong yeah. Um, it is getting to the stage now where I can't remember to say Johnny Depp's name properly. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, to us, he's he's the back burner for us now. We're we're Donny Jepp, you know. Um, and hopefully, we can someday be more famous than him, and people will get his name confused. But I, I doubt it will happen anytime soon. Um, but yeah, it was sort of like what just one of those things. I kind of sat on that name for years because there's never a project that I had that I was like that's the right name for this project. And when we were writing the first album, because um, we'd written a bunch of the songs before we even had a name, um, we didn't set up a, uh, any of our social medias until we had music to put out as well. Um, so we sort of wanted to hit the ground running with it. Uh, we were just kind of thinking of names and I just suddenly remembered that one name. And then Pete was like, yep, yeah, that's the name. It was like, yeah, within it five minutes we'd decided. Yeah. 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 Um, and then we played around a little bit with the spelling of it um we had a few variants but we decided on the one that we currently have um and the, because it's spelt like that obviously if you can you can spell it right it means that we're the only thing that pops up on google i think if you type it in yeah oh um, you don't even get the you don't even get the did you mean this no no oh, because actually, of our PR no, there, campaign, is, there is there is was, one thing yeah which oh, is yeah. Uh, which is donny jeep Oh, <laughs> which I think is like an American Jeep brand or something. But, you know, luckily we're music, we're not selling Jeeps. So, yeah, you know, yeah. can't I get also, it. You know, I, I looked not that long ago and I couldn't see that one. But I think oh, that's right, okay. the amount of um, reviews yeah. and stuff we had on, yeah. the first EP, on the first album and this EP, it sort of just like flooded it a little bit. I mean, there's still only probably 50 pages there of things you can click on, um, but... Yeah, as far as I'm aware, that's a unique search for us. You are about unique in that sense. And uh, dear God, should you grow to an immense size and become the name that people associate, you might get the odd cease and desist letter through the post, I guess. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just give him a couple of quid and he can join the band. Yeah. Oh God, of course, he'd love it. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Fellas, thanks so much for doing this. I really appreciate your time. Thank you. Yeah, no cool. thank you. Uh, no problem, it's been good. Thank you very much for watching. You can check us out on gbhbell.com as well as on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter and Tumblr. Go to Patreon to help us out over there. That's patreon.com forward slash gbhbl as well as Big Cartel where you can find some of our merchandise. We have a podcast running on SoundCloud and Apple Podcasts. And of course, if you like this video, 
do us a favor, hit the subscribe button and help the channel grow. Games, horror and heavy metal, what else is life for?